and looking for a business partner, not to find the replica of your skill set, to find skills which you don't have, and then that can be helpful for growing your business. Running a business isn't comfortable and it isn't easy. It's not just like a walk in the park. You've got to really put the work in. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle, co-founder, COO, and president of Boss Babe, and I am so excited to be bringing you this episode today. I am actually joined by two incredible Brits. Their names are Zana and Natalie, and they are the founders of Stay Wild Swimwear. And I was really excited to be interviewing them on this episode because not only are they creating an incredible brand with amazing swimwear pieces, but they're actually rooted in incredible ethics and their whole brand is built on this concept around looking after the ocean and making sure they are creating a brand which is sustainable. Not only is their factory within walking distance of where they both live in London, but they actually made sure that they were utilizing plastics and making that into amazing products. So truly incredible. And what they have achieved in the last 18 months, as you're hearing this story from being in huge stores within London to being having conversations and being spotted by Anna Wintour at London Fashion Week is truly incredible and inspiring. And, you know, not only did we discuss all of these things and really got down into the details for you guys, but we also kind of just discussed the roller coaster of entrepreneurship and what that looks like. And it's something Natalie and I are really passionate about lifting the lid on and sharing with you guys that it's not all roses. There are hard days, but actually, you know, it's worth it and it's worth pushing through. And when you surround yourself with people that are willing to support you on that, it truly is a beautiful thing. So the Boss Babe quote I have picked for this episode is, are you uncomfortable? Good, because that means you're growing. And you'll hear that come through in this episode that we all admit to feeling uncomfortable at times, but we often recognize that is when we're making true progress and growing to the next level. So I'd love for you to share any takeaways from this episode. I know they're going to be a ton. Please tag us at bossbib.inc and myself at Danielle Canty. And then also you'll hear the girls Instagram handles as well during this podcast. So enjoy it and look forward to hearing your feedback. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. I am so excited because this episode is sponsored by our Boss Babe 90 Day Planner, our first official physical product here at Boss Babe. Now, our 90-day planner is the daily resource for ambitious women. We know you've got massive goals just like us. And so what we wanted to do is create a resource to help you achieve all of them. Now, our planner starts by helping you create your 90-day sprint. And then it walks you through breaking that down into a step-by-step roadmap. So you'll be able to wake up every single day knowing what to do. Now, the reason Natalie and I are so confident in this planner is because we have been designing and developing this for the last year to ensure it's absolutely perfect. We've tested our team, our clients, and everyone is raving about it, about how easy it is to use, how effective it is, and how it's making them more productive, and they're actually achieving more things. It takes into account not only your personal goals, but your professional goals too. And every single day, of course, there is a motivational quote to inspire you. 
Not only is the planner an amazing resource, but it's super cute. It's light, it's beautiful, and it's going to fit in your handbag. We made sure we were designing something that was not only beautiful, but functional too. So it's ring bound with a hard cover to ensure that wherever you are, it's super easy to write in. Now, it really is the perfect gift to yourself, but it's also, with the holidays coming up, the perfect gift for your ambitious boss babe friends too. How nice is it to send a planner to a friend, writing a little message inside, telling her that you believe in her and her dreams? I mean, that's what being a boss babe is all about for us, supporting each other, collaboration over competition, and this planner is a perfect way to do so. But we only have a small amount. So go to bossbabe.com forward slash goals to get yours now. So ladies, welcome to the Boss Babe podcast. I am so excited to be interviewing you both today. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us on. I have to say, I'm absolutely obsessed with your brand. Stay Wild Swimwear not only produces some amazing pieces, but I just cannot wait to kind of explore a little bit more about the ethics behind your brand because not only are you creating an amazing business, but you're actually really making a difference in the world. And I think every boss babe business which we kind of look at or work with or go into or support, like that's what it's all about for us. So thank you for like doing something amazing for planet as well as building a business well thank you so much for supporting us we're super passionate about that so it means a lot so I really just want to like dive into it like how did you guys like obviously now you've got this swimwear company it's having some huge success but just take me back to like when it all started and what made you decide to work together and launch this brand do you want to go for it, Nat? Yeah, I'll tell the story of how Stay Wild happened. <laughs> Everyone always expects a really glamorous story. However, it's kind of not <laughs> in any way. So me and Zana had known each other for about six years. We both met through Instagram. We were doing kind of blogging. We went to a fitness retreat together and were stuck in a very small room <laughs> together. We kind of became friends from that and stayed in contact. We both started talking more and more about sustainability, understanding it both very passionate about the ocean and Zana basically tweeted that she wanted to create a sustainable line I'd been thinking about doing swimwear for a while had started doing some research and as soon as I saw the tweet I was like hmm I'm gonna slide on into her DMs (laughs) haven't seen you in ages we should catch up go for brunch I want to do something sustainable as well (laughs) and then we basically in true millennial style went for avocado on toast and a coffee (laughs) Could you be any more stereotypical at this point? (laughs) I know, we are so basic, but, you know, got to embrace it. And we basically started chatting and I had done a mini pitch deck. So I knew Zana quite well and we were just kind of catching up. And then I was like, so you want to do something sustainable? I've done loads of research. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. And it's a very big project. I don't think it's something which I could do alone. How do you feel about coming in to business with me? And I know that you've got amazing kind of passion and belief in sustainability in the planet. And we both were just very aligned. We just started chatting and it kind of just went from there. It almost snowballed. We never made an official decision. We just said, let's try it out, see what happens, create an Instagram, start talking about it. And I feel like we blinked and it's like a year later and here we are. So yeah, that's kind of whistle stop tour of how we started. I love that story. And I just think it's just really important to point out because obviously I have a business partner called Natalie as well. (laughs) And I think it's just like you guys made it happen. And a lot we get asked like how we ended up in business together, how we met, we get that question all the time. And 
we always say like we really just started a relationship and like a friendship but it really was like when it really came to like getting into business each other we did have that conversation around like hey I'm up for doing this are you up for doing this would you like to be involved and really put ourselves out there and I think a lot of people when they're looking for business partners really expect it to kind of come to them and sometimes I think you have to kind of look in your network or say look this is what I want in a business partner this is what I want in a person and then really seek it out like you did Natalie so I love that total boss babe move (laughs) and I remove the avocado and toast I commend that (laughs) always works (laughs) so what is this like you decided okay we want to do this with my brand we want it to have like the sustainability piece and how did you then start going about it like what were your first moves because we have so many people listening to this who are like at that inspiration stage where they're kind of like I know what I want to do but how do we go from there so you guys met you discussed it what did you do next So the next step for us was basically making a massive Google Drive. And in that Google Drive, we kind of word vomited all of our ideas, all of our concepts. We started making spreadsheets full of lists. The more that we learned, it was basically, let's be honest, extensive Google research. And we kind of Googled like, how on earth do you start a sustainable brand? And then it just we basically dived into a very, very deep wormhole after that. And the more that we learned, the more documents appeared in our Google Drive. And it just became this massive project, which started with us just dipping our toe. Then the more that we learned, the more that we started taking the next steps. We started talking to factories. We started sourcing fabrics. There was never a formal moment when we said, okay, this is it. We've really started now. It was kind of oh, let's just, let's just order some fabrics. Oh, let's go visit that factory. And then next thing you know, we'd started working on it in like January, February time. And we launched our first collection in October. So it was a really crazy, like eight, nine months of hard work. And yeah, it spiraled. And it was a lot of laptop time, a lot of kind of blagging it as we go. We're very honest about that, about the fact that neither of us have backgrounds in fashion. Neither of us have degrees in business. So it was more of, we're going to learn this on the job and we're just going to do our best. And we've been working on this for now, coming up to 18 months total. And we've just learned most of it on the job. I think that's really important to highlight as well. Like I always say like none of these entrepreneurs that we really look up to were amazing entrepreneurs until they started just doing things. They're like, always up leveling along the way no one just comes in and go oh yeah all of a sudden I'm like a seven-figure business owner it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. you have to be that six-figure business owner first you have to be the multiple six-figure and then seven I think like just really being honest around like what you're saying and saying hey we didn't have business experience we all learned and it's amazing how many things you can look at we have this little thing in boss baby where we're like have you googled it if you're gonna ask us have you googled it first because it's amazing what you can find out on google and I think that's just really important to highlight so I love to kind of like dig a little deeper and get like the details so tell me about ordering the fabrics and finding the factories. How did you guys do that? Because some people will be listening going, okay, I feel very intimidated by this already. Yeah, we can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Basically, following on from what Zana said, it was just loads of Googling, loads of research, reaching out to other brands. We knew we wanted to use the material we'd heard of the fact that you could create amazing material made from regenerated ocean plastics. We found an amazing company in Italy called Econile. They have a team of fishermen, divers. They go out, they collect the plastic waste. This is then broken down into its original fiber, respun and turned into really versatile material that can be used in swimwear. So for us, that just made sense. That material was just such an amazing use 
of this ocean plastic waste and it had such a lovely narrative but that took extensive research lots of back and forward loads of different kind of meetings seeing the pieces seeing feeling what the fabric felt like because for us it's very important that it's functional as well as it has a nice story it has to actually work again with factories loads and loads of research we had no idea where to start we just went out met up with factories rung them as many meetings as we physically could a lot of it was gut instinct you go into a factory you see the conditions you see the pieces that they've made and you kind of make a call from there and it was a really hard process actually finding a factory we thought it'd be really simple but actually it's quite difficult to find a really good factory that is local that can make swimwear that has really high quality of workmanship that pays everyone fairly so for us it just was a trial and error just going to meeting people seeing and also for us having it in London was really important we wanted to be able to go in which really limited our choices because there isn't a huge amount of swimmer factories in London surprisingly (laughs) you've visited all of them by now (laughs) we've been to every factory in the whole of the UK that does swimwear and it was just basically time and effort and research you know what you want you know what you're not willing to cut corners on and we just found we were very lucky we found some amazing places and now we our factories in walking distance of both of us and we can pop in whenever we want and we know all the people who make our pieces and cut the material mm-hmm. so yeah just loads of research basically our whole brand is just on google research and just yeah that is incredible. Have you guys ever going through this research process and those months and all this preparation? Did you ever feel like giving up at that point? Like, did you, or were you just like, no, can you see the vision? We want to keep going. There will be a factory that we can get to easily. I would say that in the first few months of us actually starting the business and starting the brand, we never really thought we were going to give up because there was bliss in the naivety of being in the early days of building a business. And I don't think you realize how much work it is when you first start. So you're just like, oh, this is exciting. This is exciting have to say that after we launched and then it gets really serious that's when you're like oh wow we've taken off a lot here perhaps more than we could chew um but we're in a bit too deep now so let's just keep going Um, i would say (laughs) yeah like in the before we launched we were just endlessly positive but i think after we launched we realized whoa now we're in it. The naivety disappeared. The cloud was lifted and we realized this is serious business and we're in deep. So I also think with running a business, you're always going to have ups and downs. Like we have some weeks when we're like, this is the most incredible thing. Look what we've achieved. And some weeks are really tough, especially at the beginning when you're just having to constantly slog especially when we first got approached to um, be stocked in a big retailer which was incredible but again naively just saying yeah that's amazing and then just kind of realizing the pressure that you're then under to deliver pieces and time frames and cash flow so there were definitely days when me and Zana would look at each other and be like what have we done <laughs> <laughs> and then other days were like this is incredible look what we've achieved this is amazing but I think that's just business you know yeah. 100% the roller coaster of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. too now there's a couple of things that I want to dive into a little bit deeper there so let's just go back to the launch how did you launch the brand like what did that look like so we launched our brand on social media actually before we physically launched it so both of us as we mentioned earlier were bloggers before we started this business and we both still are bloggers as we run this business so we both had social media presences and we felt that it would be silly to not tap into that resource that we already had there so we created a Stay Wild Swim social media account and we started teasing what we were doing and we also got our audience involved in the development of the brand we asked them to help name our pieces we asked them to give us guidance 
guidance on colors or styles. We wanted our followers and our community to really feel like they were part of the brand and part of building this sustainable business with us. And that really paid off and was really a positive thing to do in our favor because when we launched, everybody was already invested in the brand and wanted to support us because they felt that they'd contributed to what we were doing. So then we launched online and then I'd say a matter of months after that, we went into our first stockist. So yeah. I love it. We actually do very, very similar as well. We have, well, we're just in the process and teasing. We have a new account called shop at bossbabe.inc and we're launching a planner. And so at the moment we've done exactly that. We were kind of giving clues what's in the box. And then we've kind of said, look, it is coming, but it's not out yet. And I would say anyone launching, it's a really good tactic to do because Mm -hmm. it does kind of start building that engagement rather than just being like, okay, we're ready to launch. Here it is. And everyone's like, what? Didn't even know anything was coming. So yeah. I love that you kind of have done that too. And so you mentioned as well, like, so obviously you launched the brand, you started getting a bit of traction, really leveraging the followers that you already had. And let's talk about this big stockist, because I know that you guys are in Selfridges in London, which is a really prestigious store. It's full of luxury items. It's one of my favorite stores in London, actually. So how did that come about? Did you go and approach them? Like, what did that whole process look like? Yeah, so it's all been a bit of a mad uh, situation. When we first launched, we kind of thought we'd just be direct to consumer. We had started talking about our brand and our product online. We've been building a bit of kind of momentum, hadn't actually launched any physical product. Then we got an email from Selfridges team, from the buying team there. And I remember when the email came through, I was like, this must be a spam nah, this is not happening. We were so excited because it was just like a huge prestigious brand that has, they do amazing things for sustainability. They have some incredible brands and like presences in their store. And we just thought as if they're approaching us. So we went and we had multiple meetings with them before we had a physical product and we had agreed to be in store before they'd seen any samples or anything. So it's a huge amount of trust from their end. I think what appealed to them about Stay Wild is the journey, the story which we were telling for them it's all about kind of having brands that have a narrative that have a purpose behind them luckily for them they liked all the samples and pieces we actually (laughs) made and colors yeah so we are having those conversations before we'd have done any of our official launch and then we launched with them in store around March April time last year we're part of their bright new things initiative which is where they support sustainable London-based majority of them designers we were the only swimmer brand of the bright new things for last year which is such an incredible achievement and they've been really great they've helped almost mentor us helped us grow and given loads of really great advice and it's just achievement for such a small brand to have launched in there before we were even like six months seven months old and to see our stuff in store surrounded by kind of really established brands was such a huge point for us and our business it made it all feel real we were like okay we're a real business now okay (laughs) yeah definite pinch me moment I love it and like we always talk about in Boss Babe like making sure you celebrate I think it's so easy you touched on this earlier like okay we've done all these things but oh my god all these things have gone bad like how did you celebrate the Selfridges deal because I feel like that should have had some epic celebrations I think it was just probably some brunch and (laughs) maybe a bit of gin. (laughs) Avocado on toast. (laughs) Brunch and gin, brunch and gin. That's how we always celebrate. Yeah, it is easy though to what you were saying about that we have been achieving some really great things, but then you get kind of get overwhelmed because you're always like, oh, well, there's this deadline and then there's this next. And for us, when we first launched, I think it's taken us a while to get our head around celebrating each milestone and each thing and actually 
taking those moments in as opposed to just kind of being in this blur of overwhelmed of how much we've got to do so as much as like each one of those achievements and selfridges was really great and we did celebrate but it is so easy to kind of get wrapped up in just the day-to-day running of the business without actually stopping and taking kind of a moment to be like wow look what we've actually just done that's really cool Totally. And how do you like divide? So I think it's really interesting as well, like always talking about partnerships and how you like divide your roles, who's responsible for what and how like you deal with the challenges together. I mean, that is the hardest part of a business partnership because you have to make sure that you complement one another. And for us, I think the biggest thing that we've learned from our partnership is open communication. It's been a massive learning curve for us. And I feel like we're in a really good place right now. But it took us time to work out where we both slot into the business, what roles we want to play and making sure that we're both happy and content and feeling good about what we're doing. As well as that, like what Zana was saying, finding people who have opposing skills to you, like both me and Zana have got different skill sets. And I mm-hmm. think we both have different kind of roles within the business. However, if we had both have exactly the same skill set, I think you'd be butting heads constantly because you'd both be wanting to do the same things. And it does take a bit of like, it's a bit of teething and you're kind of mm-hmm. figuring out your roles within it. However, it's taken us, it's taken us probably a year to get to a place where we're both like, this is what we love doing. This is how we divide the business. Mm-hmm. And these are the roles which we're happy to take in that. And I think that's really important when looking for a business partner, not to find the replica of your skill set, to find skills which you don't have. And then that's really helpful for growing your business. Totally. And thank you for sharing that, being so transparent around that, because I think it's just really important to be sharing this because Natalie and I have shared similar and been through similar and you're always evolving. And I think as the business grows, you both grow as well and you find things that you like, you find things that you don't. But I think just having that open communication and being able to be like super vulnerable with each other is, is really, really powerful being able to say like, hey, I'm struggling with this right now or hey, like I'm doing well, like I can see you're struggling. Do you want a hand with this? And you know, that no judgment and always being there for each other. I've been in quite a few business partnerships and I think there's, you have really have to come at it with the right attitude. I personally feel like you can't come in with, oh, it's my way or the highway attitude. Like it just doesn't work. And I think it, it does take a lot of commitment. It's kind of like, Natty and I always say we're life wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we say that with this marriage. <laughs> so it's a marriage with more financial stress. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, totally. So no, thank you for sharing that. I love how our conversation is actually just flowing in this kind of ups and downs roller coaster. But I want to talk about another up as well, because I know that recently you guys were at London Fashion Week and actually the one and only Anna Wintour came and had a little look at your brand. So tell us a bit more about that and how that came about. It was just one of the best days ever. (laughs) It was amazing. So we were at London Fashion Week this year, which was such a huge honor for us because it was the first time that they had like a sustainable area at London Fashion Week where they focused solely on brands who are trying to do something positive for the planet. And we were the swimwear brand in that area, which was just an absolutely humongous honor. And we got to connect with so many incredible people in the fashion industry. And it just kind of felt like it was a real positive step for us towards making a difference within the industry. We were just chilling. We were just on our stand chatting to people. And then the one and only Anna Wintour walks through the door. And I, I saw her first and I just, my head snapped like an owl. And I just went, looked straight at Natalie and I was like, look who it is. And <laughs> she walked straight in, straight over to us. I think there must have been about 12, 15 brands in the area. And it ended up that we were the only one that she spoke to, which was just incredible. She came over to us, probably spent like 10 minutes with us had a look at our swimwear, complimented our fabric, complimented like the paneling and asked us a, a fair few questions, asked us about when we're coming to America. 
all of these really exciting things. And it was just the most surreal, amazing conversation because for us as women who don't have a background in fashion, for us to get our brand in front of basically the queen of fashion was amazing. And to get her positive feedback was just a big pat on the back. Mm, yeah, it was definitely a highlight. One of the top days, I think, for us. We were just, when she walked out of the room, we just looked at each other like, what just happened? And then did a massive happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should be playing this cool. We're a London Fashion Week. And we just basically lost our minds a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's nice too, though. I think, like, we sometimes try and play it too cool. And I think you quite rightly should do big happy dances after that. Like, super cool. I'm not sure I would have been able to speak. I'd be like, ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were like, hold it together, say little bits about your brand, make sure you get all the points in about sustainability, about the fabrics. The ethos. <laughs> we managed to play, we managed to kind of keep it together and put across all the points of our brand very well. Until she walked out the door <laughs> and then we squealed. <laughs> Brilliant. And so we actually have a huge, you know, I'm obviously in the UK and Natalie's based in LA and our company's actually based in LA. So, you know, is there plans for America? Mm, that's the question yeah no definitely I think when we launched we just thought let's use this year just to see if there's a market test our product get our product refined see if people are interested it was very much just like dip the toe in see what happens and this year has been incredible the reaction to our pieces has been so amazing and we have really noticed that there is a market for us in America when we're at London Fashion Week every buyer all the press were like when's this coming to America when you're going to have a presence will you do pop-ups here and then when Anna said it we were just like hmm maybe this is a sign and I think for us we've just kind of taken our world to get our feet and yeah it's definitely on the cards for next year for a bit of expansion yeah watch this space stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) true boss babe star so let's talk about that a little bit more on the testing of products because I think this is really interesting like you know you guys launched something new you didn't know if it would work and you know is it fair to say some of your pieces will have done better than others mm-hmm. and so I'm really curious as a business owner is like how you kind of decide okay that's done well that hasn't when we're designing this next collection we're going to lean into this what does your product development look like Well, our initial product development was purely based on our own personal preferences. And that's the joy of being self-funded and having just two co-founders is that we can just make creative decisions ourselves, not have to run it past anybody else. So that's been the real joy of this business, like having creative control and being able to produce pieces which we want to wear and we feel comfortable in. But it's definitely safe to say that like our first collection that we released, like I still love the designs, but we've modified them as we've gone along. We've made switches we've made changes we've listened to customer feedback and even now as we look ahead to 2020 what we're bringing out next year is definitely based on customer behavior on our website and what they buy and what they check out with i think also as a small brand we can be so reactive like we can make a decision we can see a colors doing really well and we just go okay let's implement that there and when we first launched it was very much what do we want to wear and as we grew we got our audience way more involved got them to help with designs got them to choose what shape do they want what color do they want how do they want this costume to feel what do they think is missing and I think that's really helped grow our collection to one that people actually want like having an audience participation we always say it's like Mizana and then our third team member member is our audience because they help create the products which means that the products we're putting out there are ones that people actually want are invested in and I think that's taken a while to get that kind of reaction um, involvement but now we have that I think 
it's great because then when we put out pieces, they do really well. They sell out and we have a, like a lot of excitement around them. I think because of the fact that people have been involved and mm-hmm. it's not just us throwing out products just for the sake of it. We're actually, mm-hmm. they have a bit of a purpose and a reason behind them and people have helped create them. Mm. And that's so powerful. Like, so involving the audience all along the way, which we touched on earlier. And I just want to kind of bring it around to your personal brands, because like you say, you both have personal brands. You both have blogged in the past and you still continue to blog. Like, how do you balance all of this? Like, how do you balance your personal brands with your outside interests with this new business venture? Like, is that something that's easy to do or something that's always evolving as well? I think it's definitely always evolving. And I think we both understand that maintaining our personal brands is also important to the Stay Wild Swim brand because we basically get free influencer marketing through ourselves, something which other brands can pay hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of pounds for. And we have our own platforms where we can promote our own product. So we do try and balance running Stay Wild Swim with building and keeping our own brands alive but it's a challenge it's definitely a challenge and neither of us are going to sit here and say that we have that balance no like down because we definitely don't and some weeks you're like I'm so on top of this work-life balance and then other weeks you're like oh damn I've really lost it you know so I think it's just like constantly evolving but we both knew from the beginning that our personal brands help stay wild so much that we wouldn't have stay wild if we didn't have our personal brands and we are able to create so much insight and ask people so yeah it's a constant refinement of juggling those kind of different elements but I think we're figuring it out yeah and I think like we're realistic with ourselves like I think with the selfishness opportunity the reason that they came to us before they even saw product was because our brand was established on social media and that's because of our platforms that we already had so we're kind of like we know the value of this we know the value of keeping the brand and our brands alive and that's that's the balance that we try and strike and we're still learning how to do that it also shows because both of me and Zana have been talking about kind of sustainability we talk about business which means that it's a little bit more kind of authentic on our sides because it's stuff that we believed in and talked about mm-hmm. and we continue to talk about so the message is strong on stay wild about what we believe in but also on our channel so it all complements each other really well and we can talk a bit more behind the scenes and it's like a little kind of ever-evolving little world and bubble that all interlinks a little bit <laughs> so true we have a very similar setup with ours but I definitely just you know coming through for me this conversation is like as we've touched upon like that ups and downs of it but also just being like hey do you know what there's there are highs and lows sometimes we have balance sometimes we don't sometimes we need to be a little more forgiving with ourselves because we don't necessarily feel on top of it and I just think for me like there's such an important message to get over on this podcast it's like you know we have some amazing guests on here and you know like yourselves who are achieving so much but also being able to be vulnerable on this podcast is really important to be able to say look you know it is hard it's so amazing it's so enjoyable and there are so many rewards but it's also like sometimes a bit of a juggle and sometimes we don't always feel great or sometimes we don't always you know feel like we're on top of things and we sometimes feel like we're failing but for us like one thing I always try and remember is get comfortable feeling uncomfortable is kind of what I've learned in the entrepreneurship journey it's just like yeah okay one day I'm good one day I'm not and it's just about like how to balance that and pick yourself up again and keep going yeah definitely and sometimes the times when we felt most uncomfortable with stay wild is actually when we're about to do something really epic and we've had to learn to kind of deal with that uncomfortable feeling because potentially that's us growing as a brand and running a business isn't comfortable and it isn't easy it's not just like a walk in the park you've got to really put the work in but it is super rewarding and I think that's something which we 
have really learned as we go. And we're very open on our channel with highs and lows, showing behind the scenes. Kind of we've started doing an Instagram TV series where we talk about very openly, even about the financial strains of running a business cash flow, the stuff which we found difficult, the highs, the lows. And I think as a business owner, it's a responsibility for us to show the whole journey, not just the highlights, not just the best bits. I love it. So if the guys want to follow you a bit more, I feel like there's going to be so many people are going to want to connect with you girls after this interview because you really have opened your hearts and uh, blown my mind with everything you're achieving, like what you've done in just, what, 18 months? Mm -hmm. Um, It's truly incredible. So thank you for sharing all today. Where can people find out a little bit more about you if they want to get in contact, if they want to buy Stay Well Swimwear? Let's just share a couple of links. So our main platform is our Instagram, which is at Stay Wild Swim. And of course, you can head to www.staywildswim.com to have a cheeky little browse. I love it. And then um, do you want to share your personal links as well? Because I'd love for them to connect with you. Yeah, sure thing. So you can find me on Instagram at Zana Van Dyke, D-I-J-K at the end. You can find me at Natalie Glaze, G-L-A-Z-E on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much, girls. And as always, if anyone has any um, takeaways and wants to share them with us, please tag us all. We'd love to hear about it. It means so much to us to hear what you're getting out of these episodes. And thank you so much. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were. And I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossbabe.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. <laughs>